Hello and welcome to another episode in the Oz Movie Gig 2020 Halloween Spooktacular. I'm your host, Pado. Today I'll be doing a review of 1982's Poltergeist. I'll also briefly discuss the 2015 remake that also came out, but predominantly we'll be focusing on that 1982 original. The Toby Hooper-directed, Steven Spielberg-written and produced film that has become a horror classic. It did spawn some sequels with Poltergeist 2 and Poltergeist 3, Two films that are interesting in their own right, but definitely two films that don't live up to that original 1982 classic and a film that has become quite synonymous for me with the haunted house genre. I think it is probably the best haunted house film of all time. There's other films like The Others, which I do really enjoy as well, and I guess the Amityville horror films as well, but... I think Poltergeist is the one I go to the most. It's the one that I think a lot of the genre tropes came from and definitely a film that still holds up quite well today. And I think that's due to Spielberg's workings here with Toby Hooper. Now, there are a a few controversies regarding the filming of this movie. Whether or not Toby Hooper actually did direct this film or if it was Spielberg actually pulling the strings behind the scenes. Now... I am on the camp to think that Toby Hooper was creative enough to actually create a Steven Spielberg film. I don't think that Spielberg did direct this film. I think Hooper was a talented filmmaker in his own right. Whilst borrowing a lot from Spielberg here, and apparently he was quite involved in the pre-production process, and again, it being a Steven Spielberg-produced and written film, um, I, I do believe Hooper would have taken some notes from Spielberg, and maybe Spielberg did some additional photography, which it's rumoured that he did. Um, I, I'm not entirely sure, but I, I do feel that Hooper was a very talented filmmaker. If you haven't seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it is fantastic. Uh, Life Force is another film I quite enjoy. And, of course, The Fun House, which I reviewed last year. I think Hooper is a really talented filmmaker, and I think that he's working here with Spielberg. Yeah, I, I think it was 50-50. I think it was a bit of both. And I think both of them did a really good job here working together together. And that's what I want to go with. I don't know if Spielberg actually did direct this film. I'm not entirely sure. All I know is that Toby Hooper is still credited for this film um, as a director, and I'm going to stick with it. But without further ado, I think we should just get stuck into the review. So, yeah, take it away, trailer. The house looks just like the one next to it. And the one next to that and the one next to that. A young couple live in it. Give Ken a kiss. <laughs> you are so unlucky. With their three children. <laughs> and something more. Last night, do you remember when you woke up and you said yeah. you were here? Uh-huh. Well, who did you meet? Who's here? TV people. Something's funny going on here next door. Something, uh... We were wondering if maybe you had experienced any disturbances lately. What kind of disturbances? I don't know what happens over this house. Thank you. 
crosses a frightening new threshold into a world within our own. Its form is revealed. What is it? Its focus is clear. So, Poltergeist was written by Steven Spielberg and directed by Toby Hooper and stars Joe Beth Williams, Heather O'Rourke, Craig T. Nelson, Beatrice Strait, Dominic Dunn and Oliver Robbins and follows a family whose home is haunted by a host of demonic ghosts after their home is built pretty much on an ancient Indian burial ground. Um, So taking a few chapters from, I guess, films that came before it, including the Amityville Horror, this film definitely crosses over to the mystical side of things. It's not a straightforward horror film. Like I said, it has that Steven Spielberg whimsical nature to it, That comes from the fact that Spielberg did write the film, but also that Jerry Goldsmith, um, legendary composer, may he rest in peace, um, did compose the score to this film as well. And there's a lot of beats here that feel like they're taken from other Spielberg films. Um, And I think as a composer as well, he, he does a really good job here of using, like I said, that whimsical tone to the film, but also adds that 1980s feel to it as well. So it definitely feels like a film stooped in its time. But like I said, it is a film that I think is quite entertaining and a film that I do find to be a lot better than a lot of the haunted house type films that did come around at the time. And this one definitely holds up in comparison to those films. The Amityville Horror has like a real indie filmmaker vibe to it now when you watch it. It's nowhere near as scary as what it once was. And I remember watching the Amityville Horror as a kid and just thinking, wow, that is a really terrifying story. And I think it's because it's stooped in a bit of reality there, the fact that the house actually did exist. And a lot of the accusations were prominent in the news in the 1970s. So it was definitely a a, a thing like at, at the time. And I feel that that's why that film was definitely scary back then, but now it just isn't as scary where you watch Poltergeist still and there's a bit of a fun nature to it. A lot of the comedy that is present in this film, and that yes, there actually is a fair bit of comedy present in this film, it does really drive home the point that this is, I guess, more of a family-friendly horror film, which sounds strange to say, but it is true. Uh, Hooper and Spielberg really did create a film that can be watched with families, and that was my first experience watching Poltergeist was with my family. My father is not a huge horror fan. Uh, It's very hard to actually get him to watch a horror film. So to get him on board, um, we had to watch films that he approved. So Alien was one of them. Another one was Poltergeist. And he can also get away with watching Halloween. But Poltergeist was his favourite out of those three films that I just mentioned and became a regular viewing experience for me and my family um, around the spooky time of season, I guess. Um, But yeah, it was a film that I really enjoyed watching as a kid and I didn't find it overly scary, 
and I still don't. I find it to be just an enjoyable thrill ride. There's definitely like a ticking clock element as well as Carol Ann is taken into the other dimension um, by these spirits and they have to get her back. There's definitely some of that going on here and I really did enjoy those aspects of the film. I also think the cast are really good. I think Joe Beth Williams is fantastic. Craig T. Nelson as well. This is probably my favourite role of his. Um, he's just really enjoyable presence here and I really do like his character. Uh, Joe Beth Williams as well is quite entertaining as the mother. Um, and I enjoy some of the younger actors as well. Oliver Robbins is probably the worst out of the three, but he's fine. Uh, he, he's okay. Um, Dominic Dunn doesn't really have a lot to do here, but for the moment she's in the film, she's fine. Um, but I think a lot of the fun aspects of the film do come from some of the experiences with the supernatural. I really do like when they're discovering what's going on with the house at first. We have Joe Beth Williams just thinks, oh, it's fine, it's nothing. Maybe it's something to do with the magnetic field or maybe it's something to do with something else. She, she doesn't believe that it's anything supernatural. So we have a scene where she's holding Carol Ann and she's letting Carol Ann fly along the ground because it's pulling things in this specific direction from this area. And Craig T. Nelson's reaction to it, I just love it. He just comes in and watches it. He just, he's tired from work and he just doesn't really want to believe it. And as soon as it happens, he just like falls to the floor pretty much. And I, I really like that. I, I think it, it does sort of make you think, yeah, in that situation, that would probably be my reaction. You wouldn't believe what you were seeing. So I can understand where he's coming from. And I think that really does work here. And I do find it quite funny as well. Um, and a lot of those aspects are what I really do enjoy in the film. I also really like um, the camaraderie between the family. You do really feel like they're a family unit, and I really do enjoy that aspect of the film too. And when they do enlist the paranormal help of uh, Dr. Lesh and uh, her cronies, I guess, uh, Marty and Ryan as well during um, the more paranormal investigation type uh, scenes in the film, um, I, I do enjoy the, the way that they all interact with each other too because they can't really go to the cops because it just sounds insane with what they're saying. They're saying that their daughter is trapped in the TV. So, it, it, you know, but where do you go from here? And I really did like that as well, the fact that they have to go and speak to these, you know, I guess what are considered kooks in the, in the world um, to really help them here to actually get their daughter back. And I really like the way they handle the situation too. There's the fantastic scene where um, we see Marty looking into the mirror and he starts tearing at his face um, at the famous gore scene that we, we see in the film. The effect there is quite dated, and I noticed that the Blu-ray itself is dated. I, I think a 4K remaster is really needed of this film. Um, my Blu-ray copy just didn't look fantastic the other day on my 4K TV. It, it looked very grainy. It looked very old and outdated. So hopefully there will be a 4K version of the film eventually, but I did notice that. And it definitely doesn't detract from the viewing experience because it's just the way that transfers happen, but the Blu-ray definitely didn't hold up as well as what I was hoping. I did mention at the start of the film that I thought that it was, I guess, with the sequels. I, I thought that the sequels were fine for what they were, but they weren't fantastic. And I won't really go too much in the sequels. I wanted to talk more, more so about the remake and the problems more so with the remake. So Poltergeist, like I said, in its own right at the time, had some quite impressive visual effects. There was some really good digital compositing shots, especially when... Things are getting sucked into the cupboard. 
um, and we see things floating around. Now, they were all CG shots composited over the top, um, rotoscoping it's called, um, compositing them over the top of another image. So that's what they were doing in that sequence. So we have the static bedroom shot and we have the digital effects that have been composited over the top of, of that original shot, which is interesting and quite unique. Um, so what happens there is that those effects look look pretty they, they look pretty good and i think for the time they, they were fantastic but even so now i think they hold up relatively good now i know that quite a few people have said that they don't but i do feel that they do i i, I don't have an issue with some of the way that those effects hold up now the remake has a lot of sequences that are very heavily reliant on cgi and it's been five years since that film came out and they already look terrible now, I don't hate the remake. A lot of people hate the remake. I really don't. I think Gil Keenan, uh, who directed Monster House, which is uh, one of my picks for Halloween this year, and maybe one day I'll do a podcast on it. Um, I, I really like Gil Keenan as a director, and I think that uh, Monster House is very similar in tone, actually, to Poltergeist, and I'd put the two of them in the same category. Uh, the Poltergeist remake does have some merit to it. Uh, a lot of the interesting scare... Uh, sequences are definitely just remade from the original, but what the film has going for it is a talented cast. Rosemary Dewitt, uh, we have Sam Rockwell, we have Jared Harris. It is a really enjoyable cast, and I think that they do a pretty good job bringing this into the modern age uh, using different things with technology because, of course, static television isn't a thing in the dig uh, digital age and definitely wasn't a thing in 2015. So they had to use modern technology with mobile phones and things to really vamp up um, that original premise. We don't really have Heather O'Rourke going there here in 2015 anymore. We sort of have, you know, bored teenagers on their phones. So they do a relatively good job with that uh, in the remake. But what the remake fails to capture is that whimsical nature of that 1982 classic. And I think that's part of the reason that Poltergeist is so um, prevalent, I, I suppose, as a horror film. When people talk about horror, Poltergeist is a mainstay in that horror. And I think that is due to the fact that it does balance various tones. We definitely have that supernatural horror element, but we also have that 1980s Spielbergian, you know, whimsical nature as well to the film that a lot of films can't really capture these days. Even going back to when I was talking about Nightmare on Elm Street and even Friday the 13th, these films definitely feel like products of their time. And when you watch them now, there are certain aspects that are definitely outdated, but they still have that charm of being a 1980s film, Nightmare on Elm Street in particular. You compare that original 1980 film in that, uh, 1984 film in that case and compare it to the 2010 remake, and you sort of have that here with that Poltergeist remake too where they just go for that dark, gritty, over-reliance on CGI. It just feels very fake and it feels like a conveyor belt film. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of heart and soul in it. And that's nothing against Gil Keenan. Like I said, I'm a big fan of his, but I feel that the film itself just didn't really have that nature that that original Poltergeist did. It didn't have that feel. And it's a real shame because I think you could do something interesting and potentially maybe down the road they'll do something interesting. But I don't know. I watch Poltergeist 1982 these days and I still feel that same, you know, whimsical enjoyment watching it. Like I... Did not touch my phone once when watching it. Like that's how I enjoy that. How much I enjoy that film. I just feel that it has something really special going on under the surface compared to what those you know modern day horror studio films in particular do have. And 
Yeah, it was just something that I, I thought I would bring up in comparison. Like I said, I'm not going to talk about the sequels. The sequels are fine in their own merit. They're nowhere near as good as the original, but there's definitely some enjoyable aspects in those films. And I feel that 2015 remake just doesn't have that heart and soul that Spielberg and Hooper were able to, you know, create there in that original film. Um, and a lot of that horror and um, suspense and even just the mixing of those genre elements with comedy as well. Like even the sequence at the very end where we've gone through the big third act where the house has just, you know, disappeared into another dimension and the family look exhausted and they go to the hotel they arrive in the hotel and we have this static shot of them walking into the hotel room. Once they get into the hotel room, we then see, a, a, we, we hold on that shot and it's like, what's going to happen here? Is there going to be another scare? Instead, it's Craig T. Nelson wheeling the TV out to leave it outside the room because I guess it was the catalyst for everything to happen at the start when Carol Ann looks into the TV and says, they're here. And I, I thought that was quite enjoyable and, you know, it's a, a, an interesting note to leave the film on too, which is quite fun and, like I said, it's definitely part of the reason I like the film is just mixing those genre elements. I do have a few complaints with the film. I feel like the it takes a bit too long to get into the scares. I know that we're introduced pretty early on to the fact that there's something strange going on in the house, but I guess our characters aren't really made aware until, you know... Uh, good 20 to 30 minutes into the film and then we have a long portion of the middle of the film where it feels like nothing's happening i feel like before the sequence where we see that uh, robbie is being you know sucked in and taken by the tree and we come back and carol ann's gone there could have been something a bit before then maybe a few more scares that we have the chair stacking on top of each other maybe if some things went missing around the house or something along those lines it would have just you know introduce that terror and that that scares and the, and, and you know the, the the things that make you afraid when you're at home alone um at the start of the film th those things would have really made me feel a bit more on edge and especially re-watching it now I, I look at that and think there's definitely something missing here um and it's a bit of a shame but like i said i really do enjoy this film and i think that it has a lot going for it and on you know re repeat viewings you really do start to see you know, how, how important this film is in the horror genre and how enjoyable it is. And like I said, it's just a culmination of just various different things. We have a talented cast, a talented director, a talented writer, all working together to make a really enjoyable, definitely 1980s horror film, but something that's definitely, you know, very stooped in popular culture and something that's very important in pop culture as well. So my verdict for Poltergeist... Populated with likeable characters, genuine thrills, and well-realized special effects for its time, Poltergeist is a classic for a reason. Possessing Toby Hooper's indie filmmaking sensibilities mixed with the whimsical tone of Spielberg's script, Poltergeist is a genuine gem. I am giving this one a 9 out of 10. I really enjoy Poltergeist, guys, and I feel like it is a horror mainstay for a reason. It's definitely a classic. Um, and it's definitely a film that I feel, if you haven't seen, you really do need to check out because, yeah, like I said, it's a classic. It's a fantastic horror film and one of my favourite haunted house films for sure. So, guys, we're nearing the end of the month of October, so the Halloween Spooktacular is drawing to an end. Um, but, yeah, I've had a really good time talking about these films, but I do have one more podcast coming your way. So look forward to that. Um, and, yeah, until next time, guys, peace out.